0: My name is Victoria Doherty, and I want to welcome you into The Cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told, at least in my estimation. And here in The Cold we'll be pondering the writing life, the creative life, whether that's something we endeavor to do professionally or exclusively on a personal level. For our own enjoyment. I first started writing about the cold about nine years ago on my blog. Um, it's a blog of the same name, and some of you might know me from there. I also write historical thrillers and fantasy novels with these heavy romantic elements and historical and mystery elements. I love anything that has lovers, killers, curses, and destinies. And I write essays about writing, and about family lore. How our own family stories have colored our lives and shaped the ways we express ourselves. My own family lore has been just, (laughs) has been a a tremendous influence on me. I can't even state what it has done for me, well, personally, and also for my professional and creative life. I come from what my husband calls the ultimate Cold War family, and uh, probably two words could not be spoken. Um, From my first memories, I found myself immersed in what was nothing short of a black and white war movie that was filled with daring escapes and backyard firing squads. I mean, literally, that was a story from my father's side of the family. (sighs) I were communist snitches and, you know, goulash. own chilling cold, all of these things always seem to happen in the cold. And it was was really quite a contrast to the ABC after-school specials that were popular when I was a kid. Now maybe a lot of you listening are are too young to remember those, but um, ABC after-school specials, at least in the the 1970s and 80s, I think they were over by the 90s, were where middle-class youth with troubled families could find themselves. On most Wednesdays at 3.30 p.m., alcoholism, divorce, and everyday dysfunction were portrayed by actors like Scott Baio. Um, there's one I remember called The Boy Who Drank Too Much, and I'm pretty sure that was a Scott Bayo vehicle, and it was about teen drinking. And it was, I'm sure, a real comfort to teens struggling with a drinking problem and a great morality play for those who weren't. I like them as much as anybody, But for my parents and grandparents, for my ultimate cold war family, those problems that were portrayed in movies like that were kind of a head-scratcher. Heavy drinking isn't a problem, my grandmother would say. It is part of life. Now, dictatorship, that is problem. It was suggested to me that if I wanted to see a more accurate reflection of what real problems would like, I should watch the uh, David Lean epic, Dr. Zhivago. Uh, for those of you who, who haven't seen it, it's it's from the early 60s and it's just gorgeous and I couldn't recommend it enough. It is about the Russian Revolution in the early part of the 20th century. And um, it's, it's, oh man, it is quite an epic drama. So I did watch Dr. Chivago in any case, I've seen it multiple, multiple times, and from the get-go, I got the same satisfying recognition that most of my friends could find by surfing the networks. Verricano felt like home to me, even if I didn't live in a frozen summer palace in Russia, but this really kind of Brady Bunchy, 1960s-style two-story house in suburban Chicago. And like Chivago, My family's story was a two-hanky drama. I mean, it, it just, we had everything. We had heroes and villains, cowards, redeemers and the redeemed, those who were beyond hope and those who pulled victory from a hat just as it looked like it was over for them. There were ghosts and priests and spies And these beautiful women and dashing men. And we had achingly beautiful love stories. And wretched, wretched marriages. There was drinking and smoking and storytelling at our dinner table every night. Did you hear about Uncle Yaroslav? You know, there would be heavy sigh and and a deep pull on a Carlton 120, which was the healthy alternative to viceroy cigarettes which was this incredibly heavy cigarette um by the time the 1980s rolled around in my household right they were they were trying to be a little healthier uncle yaroslav hung himself in his shed my mouth would drop open oh why baba My grandmother would wave her hand and smoke would go curling around my poodle's head. Why not? I loved that woman. And I loved the stories I grew up hearing. I loved that my family shared them with me, even the ones that were really, really horrendous and kept me up at night. They made me love black and white films and photos, and the smell of whiskey and cigarette smoke on a man. They made me appreciate a tailored suit and rich, world-weary laughter, and a home with scratches on the wood floors and books piled up all over the place. They taught me that strong tea is good, strong coffee is better, but a strong man is the best. And then an old map of the world should always be pinned to the wall. And two tickets to Buenos Aires should always be in the top drawer, just in case. They taught me to love unpolished nails on work-worn hands and a nice coat of lipstick on a pair of parted lips that were about to tell a secret. Thanks to those stories, I love the rain, And I love the cold, and I love it as more than an aesthetic. It's a way of unleashing our imaginations, a way of looking at the world with a cold eye, but not a cold heart. So next time you come into the cold and have a listen, pour a plum brandy and tip your hat. Pull your raincoat shut and light a fire. Get ready for stories that are true, made up, and everything in between. Tales of love served clear and cold. The time-old stories of mothers and daughters, curses and blessings, of getting caught in history's massive tailwind and blown to the other side of the world, yet despite everything, discovering the meaning of faith and love.